Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. I want to ask you the question, how great is the God that you know? How great is the God that you know? For some of us, we've been born again and filled with the Spirit. Many of us have had encounters with God and some of us have seen miracles and our sins have been forgiven. Many of us are on a journey of revelation. And tonight, I just want to share and lift your vision a little bit higher. And I pray that you will have an encounter with the greatness of God. Job 11 verse 7 said, Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above. What can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. What can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. Here Job is... And his friends are starting to get a revelation of how great is our God. And sometimes we know God because he answers our prayers. We know him because our sins are forgiven. We can trust him because he's been our faithful God to provide for our needs. But I want to ask you the question, how great is your revelation of God? Do you know him as Savior? Do you know him as Lord? Do you know him as the almighty God that fills the heavens and the earth. God wants us to have a revelation of Him so that the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, changes our lives. I'm amazed sometimes people are so flippant with God. They pray a prayer on Sunday and then they just go out and live however they want a few days later. And I think, God, if we really know who you are, we're not going to live like that. We're going to live a life of surrender and lordship. We're going to live a life where you have so transformed our lives that, Lord, we're going to live 110% for you. And tonight, I want to have a few glimpses in the Bible that reveal how almighty is our God. Isaiah 6, 1 to 8. Isaiah was a prophet and he had an encounter with God that changed his whole life. Isaiah 6 verse 1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Remember, he's already a prophet. He's already a man of God. I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were the seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. Sounds a bit out there, but heaven's going to be an amazing place. And he had a revelation of some of the angels that were worshipping God. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Can you imagine tens of thousands, maybe millions of angels calling to one another across heaven? Holy, and there's the echo, holy, and then the, then the choir over here sings holy, and this is going on, and he starts to see this in heaven. Well, he is undone because he's never seen or heard anything like this before. Holy is the Lord, almighty, and it says he was undone. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Where he was, the glory of God came and the whole place started to shake. He thought it was an earthquake, but no, it was the power and the presence of Almighty God that fills the heavens and the earth. 
And so often we settle for a little prayer, sing some nice songs, and God touches our lives and forgives our sin, but we haven't realized that He's the Almighty God that's come to encounter us. He's created us in His image with a spirit that can experience the Almighty God. It's not just your understanding of God, it's the encounter, it's the revelation, it's the journey of faith that God wants us to walk in. Isaiah is having a life-transforming moment. He will never be the same again. He hears them singing. Then the whole temple starts to shake and vibrate. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. He thinks he's going to die, because in the Old Testament, you couldn't see God in his fullness. You couldn't see his face, otherwise you would die. And here he is having a, a, a revelation, an encounter with God. And he feels so sinful and so undone and says, I'm not worthy to be here. I'm not worthy to know this revelation of God. Then one of the seraphim, one of the angels flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. This is a hot coal. I've got a fireplace at home and every now and then I'm putting a log in and I bump one of the hot logs or I bump the edge of the fireplace as I'm putting it in and I've got a few scars on my hands here and just being touched by a hot fireplace or a coal from a burning log. This guy gets a super hot burning log and puts it on his lips and his tongue. Well, you'd never be the same again. Never, never came and touched him from the altar. It came from the presence of God. When the presence of God touches you at an altar, and that could be in your bedroom, it could be in a car, it can be at a church. When the presence of God touches you at the altar, you will never be the same. And so many in today's church don't understand how almighty our God is. And they treat God and His presence so flippantly. And I believe God wants to give us a revelation. Not something that scares you away, but something that draws you in because you know it's much more powerful. As Don McDonnell said, sometimes we try to bring God down to the size of our mind or understanding. That's a really sad state of affairs because some of our minds are pretty small when compared with how God who fills the heavens and the earth. But He will reveal Himself in a way so that you can connect and respond and be transformed. It was a live call. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Wow, the presence of God didn't destroy him. It brought the very love and power of God that set him free from his sin and guilt and the strongholds that had held his life of insecurity and fear and whatever else was in there. It Released him. The presence of God will release you and transform you. It won't destroy you or drive you away. It will draw you in to his powerful presence. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Isaiah, 
from that moment was never again the same. He'd had an encounter with the Almighty God. His lips, his heart were cleansed. The guilt was washed away. His humanity was dealt a death blow and he encountered and lived out the presence and the call of God on his life like never before. And each one of us need to have some moments like that in our journey. Otherwise, we treat God flippantly. We pray a prayer. Some friends say, oh, we won't go to church today. And so you just don't show up. Where's God in that? You've allowed a friend to be more important than the voice of God. Oh, we'll just do this or that. Where's that? Where's the reverence and fear of God when we are led astray by a friend or a contact or an idea comes or we just pull back and say, well, that's too hard. Too hard for God. He calls us and says, come on, I want to transform your life. I want to fill you with my presence. I read this passage in one of the versions. It's called the Names of God passage, and it gives you the original Hebrew names of all the, of God's names in the Bible. Very powerful. I want to read this to you just to give you some more understanding. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw Adonai. That is the name for Lord, sitting on a high and lofty throne. The bottom of his robe filled the temple. Angels were standing above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. And with two they flew. They called to each other and said, Holy, holy, holy is Yahweh Tespathath, which means the Lord Almighty. Then one of the angels flew to me and he said, in his hand was a burning coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, this has touched your lips. Your guilt has been taken away and your sin has been forgiven. When you know, when you know that you know that you know your sin's forgiven, you're not going to turn back to those old ways again. Because you know the price that God paid for your sin to be forgiven. And you will follow him with all of your heart. It goes on. Then I heard the voice of Adonai, Lord, saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am. Send me. The Lord Almighty is Yahweh. Tesbaoth. A powerful revelation of the Lord. And not just the Almighty God. He's the Lord Almighty. And one of the new Hillsong songs that came out last year was The Lord Almighty. And we sang it about 5,000 times when Tim and I were in Thailand at this conference. And it just keeps going over. And all week, I cannot get out of my spirit. I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? He says, you've got to understand that he's the Lord Almighty. And so many people have settled for a much less revelation of the Lord. The psalmist said in Psalm 24, 7, Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gate. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. The psalmist had a revelation of the Lord Almighty coming through the gates. The great I am. The Lord Almighty. Right, you look in the scripture. 
Hundreds of times it's mentioned in the Old Testament. It's mentioned 12 times in the New Testament. Nine of them in Revelation. The word for the Lord Almighty. He's the mighty God. I want to ask you the question, how big is the God that you know and serve? Is it a growing revelation? Is it a head knowledge? Is it based on how God's answered your prayers or hasn't? Is it based on what other people have told you about God? Or do you have a growing revelation of how awesome is the Lord Almighty, the one who's created the heavens and the earth, the one who sent Jesus from heaven to die on the cross for your sin and mine? How awesome is that? And sometimes we treat it with lack of reverence or understanding. We treat it so flippantly just because we don't know any better. But I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal the Lord Almighty to our lives. And we will live passionately serving Him and not caught up with so many small things that would try and trip us up. But if you don't have that growing revelation of God, you will settle for whatever is around. But He's the Lord Almighty. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. And when I talk like this, you think, wow, if He's that big, how can we approach Him? Thank God He's not just the Lord Almighty. He is a God who's revealed Himself to us. How? He sent Jesus from heaven to reveal this Almighty God. He, Jesus came, God with skin on. The Word became flesh and lived among us. So you and I could begin to connect with this Almighty God through Jesus. That's what it says. In John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. In the Old Testament, a lot of the people, when God started to reveal himself to the children of Israel in the desert and he was on the mountain, it said everything thundered and roared and, and shook. The whole mountain was on fire. The people said, whoa, this is too much for us. Moses you go up the mountain and talk to God and come back and tell us. When he came back, his face was glowing with the presence of God. And it's the same today. A lot of us are afraid to walk close to God's heart because we think he's going to destroy us because we're just so unworthy and just mess it up so many times. That's why Jesus came to build the bridge from heaven to earth and reveal the almighty God to you and I so he came with grace and truth and mercy so that when we feel unworthy or we do some wrong things, we can come and he will forgive us and reconnect us in our walk with God. And Jesus came to reveal the fullness of our Father. Thank God that we have Jesus to build the bridge. Otherwise, we'd be like the people in the Old Testament saying, whoa, 
Moses, you seem to go and talk to God and survive. I think we're all going to get wiped out. And so Jesus was sent from the Father to reveal God, the Lord Almighty, so you and I could be forgiven and live a full, free, blessed life and serve Him with all of our life. That was awesome. But Jesus only was only here 33 years, then He left. What's going to happen now? The good news is He sent the Holy Spirit then to continue to reveal the Almighty God, to reveal Jesus and the Father to us, until Christ comes back. And we were singing about the Holy Spirit tonight. You've got to understand how God has designed this whole plan of revelation and redemption and connection with us, His people that were created in His image. What's the point of us being created in His image and then He shows up in fire and we all get wiped out and destroyed? That that's doesn't, doesn't seem to work out real well. But we need to understand He's the Lord Almighty revealed Himself through Jesus, and then sent the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak in His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify Me because it's from Me that He will receive what He will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is Mine. That is why I said the Spirit you will receive from Me what he will make known to you. So the Spirit of God comes to reveal the Father and the Son. How awesome is that? Because we can talk, we can worship, we can feel his presence and power. And as Peter was encouraged tonight, I want to encourage you, when we worship God in this house, we've got to get an understanding that the Almighty God is here with us. We think we're just singing songs and praying a prayer and getting our life sorted out so we can go and survive another week in the world. That's a very, very low view of what God's plan and purpose for us is. He will do that wherever we come, whosoever will may come. And there are times when we crawl our way into church and say, God, I've survived another week. God's grace will come and fill you and strengthen you and send you out again. But He wants us to learn to live in the overflow of His presence, to have an understanding and revelation of the Almighty God. Because let me tell you, when you have an understanding of God like that, no weapon will succeed. No circumstance will overwhelm you because you know that God's with you. The awesome, almighty Spirit of God lives within you. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That word power is might and ability. How awesome is that? And yet we struggle along, so I was thinking, oh, we're not good enough. We don't know how to do this, and how do we, how do, we do this at work, and how do we make these relationships work, because we've got so much brokenness in our life. The Almighty God will touch us with a fire from off the altar, and He will start to deal with the guilt and shame, and He will start to equip us and release us to live in freedom. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And yet so many of us are not free in our minds and hearts. We're, we're bound up because we're full of shame and guilt. And we're comparing ourselves. We are overwhelmed by the wrong things. We should be overwhelmed by the presence of God that so fills us that we're not afraid of man. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but the fear of man is a snare that will tie you up and you will live your life limited and less than what God has called you to be. But the Spirit of God's calling us. He's drawing us. 
let me tell you, he's going to reveal himself as the Lord Almighty in these coming days. He's going to come in power. It says the glory of the Lord will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. The glory of God is the manifest presence of God. It will come with grace and truth and power, but there will be encounters that are going to shake our nation. There are going to be encounters that are going to shake our city that people will say, surely God is in this place. That's what we need. Otherwise, people are just going to go on in their own little world. But God says, this world belongs to the Lord. I've created my people and I'm going to redeem them. I'm going to make ways. And I think the quicker as a church and as people of God, we understand the Lord Almighty that we love and serve, then we can demonstrate that to our community. We can live that in its fullness and power. And I believe God's calling us, drawing us to understand his power. How did David defeat Goliath? Little short David, probably only 17 or 18 years old. Here's Goliath, a monster. All the largest soldiers in Israel wouldn't take him on. They were trained fighters, had all the armor. They're hiding in fear. Each morning they'd line up, sing their songs of victory, and then go and hide back in the camp. They did it for days and days, weeks. And David comes in and says, what's going on here? Don't you know how great our God is? David had a revelation because he worshipped God. He loved God. He wasn't entangled with all the other stuff. And so David said, I'll take him on. Who's this? Who's this? Heathen that's blaspheming God and holding all the people in control. 1 Samuel 17, 45 says, David said to the Philistine, You come against me with the sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. He had the revelation that God was almighty and no weapon formed against him will succeed. He knew that God had created the heavens and the earth, and with one moment, he could wipe out that whole army. David had that revelation. He's just a young guy, but he knew the Lord Almighty, so he wasn't afraid of anyone, no matter how big they were. He loved the challenge. He says, mate, you're too big to miss. A lot of people let fear rule them. They're too big, and they'll overwhelm me. But if you've got God and you've got a revelation of how powerful God is, you will say, they're too big to miss. Let's go. It's a whole different perspective. Depends on what lives on the inside of you. I believe God wants to take us on a journey of revelation, of encounter, of understanding. The Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Twelve times this word for Almighty God is used in the New Testament. Nine of them in Revelation. I just want to read two of them. And then we're going to just take a few minutes to encounter God. When we were worshiping before, the Spirit of God was here in this house, and He is now. And He's drawing some people to encounter Him. And we're going to have a few minutes before we finish for you to cry out to God and say, Lord, take me from where I am in my journey of understanding and encounter with you to another level. Lord, I want to know you as the Lord Almighty. Not just Jesus Savior, which is the most amazing thing, but the Lord Almighty that will cause you to arise and face giants that have held you in control for a long time. 
It will cause you to not give up. It will cause you, like Isaiah, to go and send me to whoever you want me to go to. Revelation 1, 8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. There it is again. So it's not just in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. This is the revelation of heaven. The Almighty rules and reigns in the heavens. And he said, pray your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we settle for so much less. Let me tell you, when, when you understand and grow in this revelation, you will never, ever worship the same. It won't take you four songs to get into God's presence. You'll be ready because you've got a revelation of God that He's with you everywhere. You won't be overwhelmed when you're facing pressures and temptations by friends or mates or the lies of the enemy about you're not good enough. Because something's going to rise up inside and say, devil, get out of here because I've been set free and my guilt and shame has been dealt with on the cross and I serve the Lord Almighty. And you'll be like David, I serve the Lord Almighty. You know, so often we cower down because we don't have a revelation of the Lord Almighty. Oh. This is a prophetic message for some people here tonight. And it's a prophetic message for the body of Christ that we have to understand that He's the Lord Almighty. And there are some churches across our nation, across the world, that are arguing about this and fighting over this doctrine and that doctrine. They've lost sight of the Lord Almighty that they serve. They have got caught on political issues and they've got caught on social issues. Hey, when you get a revelation of the Lord Almighty, everything changes because God's heart will come burning through you and understanding your mind will be renewed and things will shift and adjust and change and you'll become prophetic voices that will speak and sing and live out that will confront the strongholds, the giants across our land. And we need the church of Jesus Christ to arise with the revelation of the Lord Almighty, that he is, he is our captain, he's our leader. When Joshua went into the promised land, this great soldier appeared to him. He said, are you for us or against us? He said, neither. Joshua got really scared then. He didn't know what he was dealing with. He said, I am the captain of the Lord of hosts. He fell on the ground in front of him because he realized he had just met the Lord Almighty. And from that day on, he knew that no enemy in that land could stop them because he had an encounter with the Lord Almighty. Now, I want, don't want you to be seeking after some mystical experience. I just want you to cry out to God and say, Lord... Let my revelation of you grow, increase from incredible Savior, Lord of my life, forgiver of my sins, the one who is able to break through every stronghold. But Lord, let that revelation grow and increase so that I see and know and live in the reality that the Lord Almighty lives in me by His Spirit. He's called me and says, go. And I will be with you. Whoa. Let's stand in his presence right now.
the Lord Almighty. There's one more verse I want to read. Revelation 19, verse 8. Then I heard something like the shout of a vast multitude and like the boom of many pounding waves. You're not going to hear that in Harvey Bay, but this is what he had. And like the roar of mighty peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all reigns. Let's give him praise tonight. Oh, the Lord Almighty, the Omnipotent One, the All-Powerful One, rules and reigns. The Almighty One rules and reigns over our lives. You can know Him. You can love Him. You can serve the Almighty through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Tonight, He's calling us to encounter the Lord Almighty. I'd love to sing that song we were finished off on before the atmosphere is changing and as we just sing that song we've got a few minutes before we finish our service there's some people here you need to encounter this Lord Almighty there's some of you are sick and tired of going in circles you are sick and tired of the level of understanding that you have of God and he's saying there's so much more come up higher come, come in open your heart and your mind for some of us, we've got to let go of a few things. Some of us, it's our own fear that we want to control our own lives. And God says, surrender and release that because then I will take you and transform you. As we start to sing this, I'm going to just open the altar. I encourage as many as would like to, to come and stand or kneel here for a moment. And let's just surrender to the Lord Almighty. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.